Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When a baby says their first words, it is a truly magical moment for its parents. Whether it's mama, dada, or something completely different, that moment will be cherished for life. However, this baby's first words are actually more terrifying than they are amazing. Welcome back to another episode of Freaky Friday. My baby's first words have left me totally paranoid. I know it's cliche, but ever since Edward was born, I've wanted him to say dada. Dad, daddy, or even pa would all be great too. Any or all of the above. I don't know when my obsession started. It was probably around the time that Eddie rocketed out of the birth canal. Something about your first child changes you in the head, I guess. Here I was, thinking about football, getting an oil change, and what was for dinner. Then, less than 24 hours later, I'm coming home with Hannah and a brand new little human in her arms. And that's when I became solely focused on getting Dada. Of course, Hannah was just as anxious to hear Mama, and that usually comes first. The M's are easier for babies to say. Still, there was a chance that Dada could get that come from behind victory. With enough prep, I was convinced I could make it happen. First, it was weeks of Eddie learning to sleep, eat, and adjust to life outside the womb. When he started to gurgle and babble, the race was on. Dada, say dada, I'd say, just inches from his beaming face. Blah, 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 Eddie would respond. Days and weeks went by. I'd pass out family time carefully, interspersing Hannah's occasional mama request with a barrage of, say dada, 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 blah, 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 blah. The little guy was doing his best. It was months into Eddie's life when we finally got his first real word. Bug. Bug? Are you kidding me? Was that his first word? Hannah had asked, just as confused. Uh, no. Eddie, say dada or mama for us. You can do it. Bug! Eddie squealed. Hannah and I shared a perplexed look. Did you teach him that? No. Did you? Of course not. It must be in one of his toys or songs. That's so strange. But Bug didn't spoil our party. Hannah and I celebrated Bug with nearly the fervor as we might have Mama or Dada, expertly hiding our dismay for Eddie's sake. And I was still determined, more than ever. That weekend, I was bouncing Eddie on my shoulder, trying to get him some sleep in between our vocab practices. Bug! Eddie unmistakably babbled for the umpteenth time that week. Yes, but I hear you. Bug. Bug, Eddie said again. And I bleep you not, Eddie was reaching towards one of those bugs that you see skittle across the floor from time to time. They're called carpet beetles, I think, and of course, they're totally harmless. I don't have any clue how he spotted it, but there it was. Bug! He wanted it badly, squirming in my arms, reaching and now freshly awake. Okay, Eddie, okay. I let him crawl up to the beetle, which wasn't in any hurry to escape. Bug, bug, bug! Eddie rattled off, the most excited I'd ever seen him. Yeah, kiddo, good, bug. I think it's actually pretty impressive that he would identify that. I almost got my phone out to record it, but that's when his outburst began. Bug, bug, bug! I stepped over to Eddie as his voice got louder, probably the loudest I'd ever heard 
outside of his routine crying. Do you want me to smack? Fuck! Eddie killed the beetle with a clenched fist. Jeez, Eddie. He stared at the mess he'd made and squealed his loudest, celebrating his victory. I picked him up and took him to the sink. Hannah would be unhappy if she found beetle guts all over his hands. Eddie hadn't said bug since he killed the carpet beetle. He actually has a new word, Coco. If you didn't notice, that's not mama or dada, but it's close. Two syllables, repetitive. I think we're almost there. Coco. Somehow, Eddie picked up on our chihuahua's name. He must have heard us say it at some point, or maybe sees it easier for Eddie to pronounce than M's or D's. Coco is pretty old and barely able to see or hear. So the toddler screeching its name is probably as bewildering as it is to me and Hannah. It is kind of cute though. The two of them have certainly formed a unique bond, like that Pixar short that was before, uh, well, I actually forget which movie they paired that one with. Eddie calls for Coco, and Coco usually will approach within a few feet. Eddie cheers, Coco, over and over again, and then exhausts himself. Then the cycle repeats a couple hours later after an inevitable nap. In addition to Eddie's second word, he's gotten more mobile. He'll crawl around and play with his food now. It means we can let him bounce around his nursery, allowing Hannah and I to do chores so long as one of us is watching. At least, we thought that was the case. It was a Sunday afternoon. I was half watching football while Hannah was out shopping. Every few seconds, I'd check on Eddie and make sure he was enjoying himself, not getting into trouble and so on. Sooner or later though, I had to use the restroom. It literally took me two minutes, maybe less. Coco, 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 Coco! It had been a few days since Eddie had a Coco burst like that. It was audible throughout the house. I returned to the playroom as quickly as I could. And when I got there, I understood why Eddie had been squealing so ecstatically. Coco was dead. I buried Coco by the time Hannah got home that night. She was crushed. We loved that little dog. After a good cry at a mini funeral, we'd opened a bottle of wine and were trying to figure out what to watch on TV. So, you just found him? Hannah asked, finally able to talk about it. Yeah, Coco just took a nap and didn't wake up. That's for the best, she said. I guess we were expecting that sooner or later. Totally. He was really up there in years. Hannah sighed, searching the streaming site with the remotes. Can you get us some popcorn or something? She asked. Sure. I checked over my shoulder one more time before leaving the room. She wasn't suspicious in the slightest. Out of respect for Hannah's squeamishness and trying to avoid a rather gruesome truth, I'd spared her the details. I'd outright lied. The images flashed through my mind as I combined kettle corn with snow caps. Coco hadn't passed in his sleep. When I'd returned from my midday bathroom break, Coco had managed to hop Eddie's child safety fence, which I assumed had sparked the Coco outburst. Relatching the gates, I turned the corner to find Eddie still squealing in the corner. Coco was wrapped in his tiny arms. Coco! Eddie shrieked. The toddler was squeezing the life out of the poor animal. I shouted, horrified at the sight of it all, and I did my best to stop it, but I was too late. By the time I'd reached Eddie and separated Coco from his vice grip, the pup had gone limp. Eddie, why? What did you do? Eddie's breath slowed. He looked up at me and just smiled. Coco, Eddie answered. I put Eddie in his crib for a nap, buried Coco, and wiped all the footage from our indoor cameras. I still hadn't processed it, honestly. Eddie killing the bug was a fluke, but this was strange. I'd just never heard of something like that. 
Honey, come in here. Almost done. I cooled down the hallway, realizing I'd spent too much time PTSDing. Now! I dropped everything and jogged back to the living room, my pulse suddenly racing. Are you okay? Hannah was holding Edward in her arms, a giant smile on both their faces. Say it, baby. Say it again. Come on. I looked down at Eddie, confused. Our eyes met. Dada! Hannah gasped. I can't believe it. That's his third word. She celebrated. My jaw dropped. She added, Oh, I'm so jealous. You're so lucky. Dada! Dada! I should have been elated too, but inside, all I felt was terror. Dada! 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 He's saying it. Wow! The child reached his arms out towards me. He said Dada, and that meant somehow at some unknown moment i was going to be next wow i think you need to throw your baby away at once i mean who knows maybe you get lucky and next week you find the milkman dead on your doorstep but all jokes aside that was terrifying you've got to think how can a one-year-old end up killing a fully grown man surely you have some years to work this out right before little eddie is capable of doing this to you i mean you know it's inevitable but can you not put some sort of plan in place? I don't know. Really scary stuff. Oh, Coco. I feel so bad. Anyway, let's move on to our second freaky story of this episode, hopefully with fewer killer babies. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. My stepdaughter has been taking photos of me while I sleep. I don't know what to do. I'm really freaking out right now. Apparently, my stepdaughter has been taking photos of me while I sleep. I could really use some help. To back up, six months ago, I married my husband, who we'll call Harry. Harry has a daughter from a previous marriage. She's 13. Lily. I don't have kids. Lily and I have never gotten along. However, in the past few months, since we got married, things have gotten much worse. She used to just ignore me. Now she's actively aggressive. I found paint on my favorite heels. She accidentally used one of my favorite t-shirts as a cleaning rag. She even spilled some sort of black ink in our bed during an art project or something like that. Who knows? Harry's talked to her over and over again, but he hasn't really disciplined her. I keep telling him she needs to see the consequences of her actions, but he's too much of a softy to actually ground her or take away her phone, etc. She's going through a tough time, he keeps telling me. Please, just let her be for a few months. I try to ignore it, but then it got worse. Harry was on a three-day business trip, so I was completely in charge of Lily, and she amped it up to 11. The very first morning, she came down the stairs wearing one of my necklaces. You can wear my jewelry, but you need to ask me for permission first, I told her. I don't need to ask permission for anything, she replied, rolling her eyes. Yes, you do. For the next three days, your dad's gone, so you need to listen to me. No, I don't. You're not my mum, she shouted. Then she pulled at the necklace and snapped it right in two. I wanted to scream. But instead, I calmly confiscated her phone. Harry would be furious with me, but I'd had enough. 
When she got home from school, she ran into her room and locked the door, crying. I explained everything to Harry over the phone. I could hear the annoyance in his voice, but he agreed that she needed to learn and it was okay to keep her phone for a few days. So I thought things were looking up. Then it happened. Later that night, after Lily went to bed, I wanted to take a picture of our cat, but I grabbed Lily's phone by mistake. And after I took the photo, when I went to the camera reel, I found a photo of myself sleeping. What the F? It was a dark grainy photo. She hadn't used the flash, but I could still make out my face clearly smushed against the pillow. Eyes closed. I could make out Harry's silhouette in the background behind me facing the other way and my book on the nightstand. Before I could stop myself, I flipped to the next photo and there was another one. Another one of me sleeping taken from a different angle, taken from below, like she'd been hiding under the bed. Frick, 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 frick. My thumb raced across the screen as I flipped back through the photos. There were dozens of them, dozens of photos of me sleeping. One taken from inside our bathroom, another taken from inside our freaking closet. I looked at the timestamp on them. They were all taken around 2 a.m. over the course of weeks. I tried to call Harry three times, but his phone went right to voicemail. It was after midnight and he had an early meeting tomorrow. He must have turned it off. Come on, come on, I muttered calling him a fourth time. Jen? I jumped about a foot in the air. Lily was standing behind me in the semi-darkness. Her wavy hair hung halfway over her face. I backed away. What do you want? I asked, quickly ending the call. I want my phone back. Not tonight, I replied, my heart pounding. Maybe tomorrow, she shrugged. Okay. Then she went back upstairs and into her room. I flipped through the photos one more time. Why in the world would she take these photos? To intimidate me? To scare me? To help her plan of murdering me? Or there was a much more likely, much less sinister reason. She could have taken them to embarrass me. Maybe she planned to post them all over TikTok or Instagram. Me, sleeping with my mouth open, looking like trash. Really mean of her, but not psychopathic. Still, I locked my door that night anyway. After talking to Harry, I felt better. He thought the same thing. She was taking them to post them online or something, but he was now in total agreement with me. This has gotten out of hand. I'm going to talk to her as soon as I get back. So that was a relief, at least. Can I have my phone back today? Lily asked when I picked her up from school. If you're really, really nice, I'll give it back. Okay? I just locked the bedroom door at night. She couldn't take more photos of me. But later that night, I regretted my promise. Lily was a model kid. She thanked me for dinner. She washed her dishes. She even folded the towels sitting on the dryer. And while I didn't want to give the phone back, I wanted to reward her for being so good. So I gave it back. At 2.30 a.m., I woke with a start. As I sat up in the darkness, I realized what woke me up a clicking metallic noise. It was coming from the door. Just as I started to get out of bed, the door creaked open and there was Lily with the bobby pin in her hands. She'd picked the lock. What are you doing? I hissed. Her eyes went wide. Then she ran back down the hallway towards her room. I jumped out of bed, running after her. Hey, hey, I shouted. Why are you taking pictures of me? Why? She stopped. Then slowly she turned around. 
dad didn't believe me so i had to take the pictures didn't believe you about what she didn't say anything instead she handed me her phone she swiped at that first photo of me taken in the darkness grainy and dark she pointed to the ceiling look at what turn the brightness up i did and then i gasped there was something there on the ceiling spindly long shapes crisscrossing each other even with the brightness turned way up it was hard to make out but there was definitely something there she flipped the next photo and the next my heart began to pound it was like watching one of those old flipbook animations in slow motion with each swipe the thing on the ceiling unfolded itself and began reaching for the bed i stared at the final photo the one she'd just taken minutes ago me sitting up in bed my face twisted in anger and shock as i cried out for lily and behind me long spindly arms reaching for me the phone fell out of my hands dad didn't believe me when i showed him the pictures he didn't see it he yelled at me and said i was reading too many scary stories so i've been showing them to my friends we've been trying to figure out what it is but we don't know lily and i are staying at a friend's place for the time being we're not going back there not until we talk to harry not until we figured this out does anyone know what this could be we've been searching non-stop and haven't found anything promising wow there we go the one thing that stands out to me instantly after reading this is that harry knew that she had been taking photos of you while you were both asleep but hadn't said anything to you is mental isn't it but i guess at least you know that she doesn't hate you now instead she's attempting to protect you from whatever freaking demon is in your house but you know at least she quite likes you after all look at the positives anyway guys that is gonna do it for this episode of freaky friday really hope you enjoyed it those stories were from r slash no sleep one of my favorite subreddits if you know about me you're a fan of the channel and have been for a while horror subreddits and subreddits like no sleep are the way that i found out about reddit in the first place so to be honest it's an absolute privilege to narrate these stories now for you guys i mean i started reading these on my own what six seven years ago now but now i get to i get to read them out and i thoroughly enjoy it hope you guys enjoyed these two stories and if you want more let me know down below